So in today's reading, we hear uh, from the book of Tobit, uh, which is not in the, the Protestant Bible, actually. Uh, Tobit, he's, they have been, at this point, in, at the time when he's writing, the deportation has happened, so the first deportation. So he's in Nineveh. Uh, so he's in a foreign country. Uh, he's not in uh, the northern kingdom of, of Israel, and uh, he's feeling quite bad. This, this reading is it's a very strong one because in, for two different people, uh, it mentions the, the idea of suicide, if I'm honest. It's, it's, uh, it's quite blunt, where both of them, both Tobit and Sarah, want to end their lives. And in their desperation, they call out to God. So they're saying that considering their present situation, uh, it would be better as, as uh, Tobit says, I desire to be delivered from the earth and to become earth again, for death is better for me than life. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, a, a very, very strong expression. Uh, Sarah then has been married to seven men and all have died before uh, the, well, sorry, she was engaged to seven men, but all, all seven died before the marriage was actually consummated. So it's a brave man that will that will look twice at her, I tell you. So, and lo and behold, uh, God is now guiding these two together. God is now guiding Tobit uh, and Sarah together. So in this, out of this place of misery, you know, out of the, out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, out of this, 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 this awful situation that both of them find themselves in, the Lord will guide them together uh, and guide them to a very, very beautiful and very wholesome love. So this is uh, what... Uh, this is I suppose, one of the reasons why this is part of, of scripture we will read uh, in, in Tobit uh, uh, chapter 8 there a little uh, further uh, where are we now we're, we're in just Tobit 3 that we read from t- today so in, in chapter 8 we hear of the the night they get married okay um, and Tobit and Sarah are there together. And it's, it's such a beautiful expression of love. It's such a pure expression of love. And there's two points I'd like to bring out from it. On their wedding night, uh, Tobit or Tobias, he's called both, uh, Tobit rose up from the bed and said to his wife, Sarah, get up, my sister. Keep that one in mind, my sister. Get up, my sister. You and I must pray and petition our Lord to win his grace and his protection. She stood up, and they began praying for protection. And this was how he began. You are blessed, O God of our fathers. Blessed too is your name forever and ever. Let the heavens bless you, and all things you have made forevermore. For it was you who created Adam, you who created Eve, his wife, to be his help and support. And from these two, the human race was born. It was you who said, it is not good that man should be alone. Let us make him a helpmate like himself. And so I do not take my sister for any lustful motive. I do it in singleness of heart. Be kind enough to have pity on her and on me and bring us to old age together. That's normally the point where the girls go, aww. Okay, bring us to old age together. So this idea, my sister and my bride, uh, it so- obviously, it sounds a bit odd. Um, 
when we hear it, it's a, almost a bit uncomfortable. But the idea behind it, the reality behind it, the, the truth that to Tobit is expressing here is that this woman that you have entrusted to me is firstly my sister in the sense that uh, I wish to love her and honour her. You may have heard at, at funerals when someone passes away and their husband or wife very bravely might get up to give the eulogy or, or mention a couple of words about them. And I've heard it a couple of times and it, it makes me well up every single time when a husband or a wife will say of the, their deceased partner, they were my best friend. They were my best friend. It's because, you know, I suppose in our younger years, it's all about kind of getting the fashion and getting the haircut and getting the, the, the makeup and the tan and going to the gym. And kind of, it's all about impressing and looking good. And then you kind of win this girl's attention. Then you kind of go out and all this kind of paraphernalia around it. But when all that kind of settles and all that has passed and all the good looks are long gone, which will happen, even, even to ye, it will happen. The, the looks will eventually go. Um, then what's left? What's left then? What, what do we have now? Now that I'm no longer a size, whatever small is, four, two, size one, now that that's all gone and I'm a somewhat a little more huggable after three or four children, uh, you know, now what? Well, what should be there is this relationship of, of, of a friend, uh, this relationship of, like, I, 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 I love you as my, as my sister and my bride in the sense that I love you with all of my heart, like as, as, as family, you know what I mean? It goes beyond, it goes way beyond, it goes way beyond lust, it goes way beyond sexual attraction and that. There's something much, much deeper. As, as, as Tobit says, I do not take my sister for any lustful motive, but I do so in singleness of heart. You know, like just for authentic, pure love. What a beautiful gift, what a beautiful way to express it. So this is the, the kind of love that, that God calls us to, you know? And when we think of how sexuality is understood today, and then you read something like that, they're just polar opposites. Where sexuality today is, it's presented as, it's actually presented as the high point of love. It's presented as, as the maximum form of love. It's presented as almost essential or you will die. I remember I was in the secondary school and uh, one of the girls uh, in the class asked me, she said, Father, is it not hard for you that you will never love anybody. And I said, um, should I spend my day loving people? And she said, no, no, I mean, like, you never, you know, you never love anyone. So I said, but I do, but, oh, 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 you don't mean love, you mean love. <laughs> okay, and I said, all right, girls, sit down, we're gonna have a conversation. So we just laid it out, that what is, what is love and what isn't love? And that, you know, I asked him just a very simple question. Can you name a relationship for me where there is love but no sex? So love but no intimacy. And they looked a bit confused for a second. I said, jeepers, you have experienced this, have you? Where there's a loving relationship with no intimacy. And one girl kind of sheepishly put up her hand and said, family? I said, yes, family. You love your family. We don't. Separate, separate sleeping accommodation, right? For family members, okay? So we, we love our family, but that's, that's a loving relationship with no intimacy, good. Now name a relationship where there's intimacy, but no love. 
then some says, yeah, prostitution, exactly, or rape, or something like that, where there's sexual intimacy, but no love. So these things, are, they're not the same. They're not the same. Now, they can... So sexual intimacy can be an expression of love. Absolutely, it can be, should be. That's why within the context of marriage, it makes perfect sense. You know, I love you so much, I give myself to you. I give myself to you, not just for today, not just tomorrow, but until death separates us. And I will love you for rich or for poor, for better or for worse, in sickness and in health. If you're a betting man, you will simply never, ever get married because the odds of that all going well are fairly slim. But I do so because I love you. And I'll, all, all the difficulties that invariably will come our way, I will stay at your side because I love you. Not just because you're attractive, not just because you're whatever, you, uh, you're, but because I love you also as my, as my sister, as my bride, as my, as my best friend. And I do so publicly, in front of the community and in front of God. With God as my witness. So I then marry the person beside me. It's not that like the church forces us together or the priest marries us or anything. I marry this person that God has given me and I promise fidelity to the community. That's called marriage. Now in that context, sexual intimacy makes perfect sense because I give myself entirely to you, you give yourself entirely to me and there's no fear. Come what may, then this, this is, it's a self-gift. This self-gift in, in the, the, the marital embrace has already been promised by marriage. I promise I give myself to you and I promise it publicly so I can't back out. I won't back out until death separates us. I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing uh, thing to, to, to actually promise and to say, you know, in marriage, I give myself to you until death, until death. But this is what marriage is. That's why it's so serious. And that's probably also why today it's, it's so attacked and it's so kind of fragile today because the, the deep sense of marriage, I think, uh, is not as well understood as it should be. It's not considered self-gift. It's just, yeah, well, I, I like you, you like me, we kind of get on. You know, it's cheaper if we actually married the house, you know, we get benefits and all. So, like, I don't think that the, the deep sense of marriage is understood as it used to be, especially like this, this, this intimacy uh, that God calls the couple to, to be something sacred and holy, something, something beautiful, something life-giving. In this context, then, it, it just it takes on a whole new literally takes on a whole new life. So that's, that's the, the kind of love that Tobit is expressing. That's the, the wisdom of scripture for us today. So we ask the Lord, for all of you, the majority of you who will get married, uh, to renew in us that, that sense of, of awe as regards the sacrament of marriage, what it actually is, <clears throat> this promise to the community and to God that we will be faithful until death and that we will love each other and ask for God's blessing into old age and that we make of ourselves a gift to the other and the other a gift to me. I receive the other person's gift as well. And in that then, uh, the marital embrace, intimacy, makes, makes perfect sense. It's something beautiful and sacred. So we ask the Lord to renew our understanding of marriage and prepare us, or prepare ye, for it. Amen. Mm-hmm.